Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Strong Broken Places. I am your host, Kelsey. So glad you're here. I've wanted to start a podcast for a while now, but kept getting in my own way and letting negativity and other things kind of derail those plans. I'm sure we'll dive into that at a later time, but as you can tell by the title of this episode, I wanted to explain why now for a podcast and the topics we'll dive into, some of the basics, you know, and who I am, because maybe you have no idea. So maybe that's a good place to start. <laughs> I am a Midwestern girl through and through, and I'm a creative. I love to write. I love photography and having a podcast really stretches my creativeness. This is totally outside of my comfort zone and the things that I am used to, but I'm also really excited to embark on this endeavor and just see where it leads. I just want to have fun. My intentions for this podcast is to not only share my story and share tangible ways that you know, whatever you're going through that maybe I can give you some practical guidance or tips or whatever on those things. But I also just want to inspire people and I want to get people to think and reflect on their own lives. So this is why I'm starting this podcast and I'm excited. There will be solo episodes like this and there will also be episodes where I invite others and we have a conversation and we see where it leads. And I'm really, really excited for those episodes because I've got some cool people that, that I'm really excited. So stay tuned. <laughs> but um, yes, I am a 29-year-old woman from the Midwest living near St. Louis, Missouri, which is home, will always be home for me. I'm a creative. I am a certified life coach, which is something that I'm very proud of. I love to read, mostly like biographies, autobiographies, memoirs, like those types of books. That's my jam. <laughs> I am a deeply spiritual person. I believe in God, but I'm not ever going to shove that down your throat. Been there, had that done to me, does not feel good. So I will never do that to others. I am just very eclectic. I, I cannot be fit into a box. So if I have to pick a word to describe myself, it would be that. I am someone who is no stranger to mental health, no stranger to trauma. I think all of those things have informed and shaped who I am and continue to. And even though that I am a certified life coach, even though I am always a helper, helpers are real people too. And we go through real life just like you and we don't hold all the answers. And I am sorry if that bursts your bubble a little bit, but if you ever meet a coach who claims to be a guru, who claims to have all the answers run away from that person because no one, no one holds all the answers. The best we can do is to listen to you, to guide you to the truth that you already know within and maybe give you some tools that you may not have had before, but we do not hold all the answers. 
I am on my own healing journey right now, which is why I'm currently not seeing clients, but I feel like that will shift soon. And I will keep you posted on that and how you can work with me if that is something that you so desire or choose to do. I'm really bad at talking about myself. I think most people are, and I'm just going to be honest about that. I am eclectic. I'm a creative. I'm a writer. I'm a photographer. I'm a helper. I'm someone who has overcome many things and is still overcoming things and learning and growing and healing. And the journey never ends. And I think that's the beauty of life, really. The nitty gritty of today's episode, besides who I am and what to expect on this podcast, is lessons on grief and going forward. In May of this year, I lost a dear, sweet, precious friend of mine named Cortland. Cortland had been sick for some time with various health issues, but even still, none of us saw her passing coming. And Cortland and her husband, David, had a church, a home church. And if you don't know what that is, it's literally a church in someone's home. And they were a big part of my life for years. And when I left the church, I don't mean just their church, but the capital C church religion. When I left towards the end of 2019, like all of us, we didn't see that there was a pandemic coming. And I surely did not see the death of Cortland coming. That is something that I never wanted to have happen. And so when I was informed that she had passed away in May, it broke me wide open. I can truly and honestly say, and I've lost quite a bit of people in my life, and that's not to say that I don't love them or whatever the case may be, but I have thought about Cortland every single day. And last year we had a conversation where she made me promise her that I would watch The Chosen. Now, if you have no idea what The Chosen is, it's about the Gospels. It's about Jesus getting the 12 disciples together and that whole thing. I am, I've been binge watching it all week. I think over the weekend I started with season one. Today is Thursday. As a recording this and I'm in season three and season four comes out later this this fall. I am kicking myself that I did not start this sooner. This is a beautiful, wonderfully made show and I am trying to spread the word about it to everyone, um, believers and non-believers alike. But what I've learned about grief by watching this show, by honoring Cortland and fulfilling the promise that I made to her a year ago, is that grief, grief is not linear. Grief does not discriminate and grief kind of doesn't care about you. Grief will break you wide open. I have a dear friend right now who's a father figure to me and he just lost his son unexpectedly. And I know so many people, myself included, who are walking around in a daze like chickens with their heads cut off. And we're struggling to hold on to ourselves, to our faith, and get up every single day and just keep moving and keep moving forward. And something that I have observed about grief, especially me, someone who is so used to stuffing down feelings and numbing out in harmful ways, is that pain and grief, they demand to be felt. And so I have been leaning in to grief. I've been leaning in to the pain and feeling my feelings. And as hard and as difficult as it is, it is very much a teacher. I am learning to let go. There are things that I want to control and I can't. And I just have to let it go. And grief is teaching me that the pain of, lo the pain of losing someone is so deep because you love them so hard. And there will always be regret on my end of things that I would have done differently. 
and should have done differently. And I really do regret letting someone talk me out of the church because they knew my doubts and they fed into that and I listened to them. And I would give anything to have Cortland here again and to talk with her, to hug her, to hear her voice, to pick her brain. Grief sucks. Grief swallows you whole. Grief makes you doubt and wander and ponder and all of the things. But grief is also very much a teacher and grief hurts. Grief can make you feel sick. There are days like last night, I bawled my eyes out over missing Cortland. I cried so hard, I thought I was gonna throw up at one point. And it took me right back to the first, to the day that I found out that she had passed. I cried so hard, I thought I was going to throw up. I was physically weak. Grief eats you up and swallows you whole. And then you have to figure out how in the hell am I going to get out of this? How in the hell am I going to survive this grief? And I had my dad yesterday say that losing Adam, he doesn't want to get through the grief because he feels that if he gets through it, if he gets over the grief, then he will forget his son. And that broke my heart because I know that that's not possible. I know his love for his son. He could never forget this this boy who has changed the world in so many ways. It's just not possible, and I told him as much. Getting through the grief doesn't mean that you're going to forget that person. And honestly, I don't know if pain ever lets up. I think it morphs, I think it changes, and it shifts. But I don't think you ever get over the grief of losing someone. Grief can make you feel hopeless. It can make you feel like you can't live another day. You can't survive another moment, constantly feeling like you're drowning and there's nothing to hold on to. And I am so reminded that my grief is nothing compared to David's or their children or my dad losing his son. Yes, we all share grief, but our grief individually is so different. And there are times when I just want to reach out to somebody and talk and get my grief out. But I also know that no one, no one understands the grief that I'm going through. And perhaps you can relate. Maybe you're going through grief right now and it doesn't have to be the loss of a person. Maybe you just got fired from your job. Maybe your dog died. Maybe all your friends left you and you're all alone and you're grieving that. Grief looks different on everyone. I am very much in survival mode. I am grieving a lot, not just Cortland in this season of my life. And grief can make you feel dissociated with your reality, with yourself. This deep sadness makes you question everything and you're just barely holding on. And grief, as weird as this will sound, grief can also be a beautiful thing. Of course, we don't want to grieve over the loss of a person or a job or friends or whatever the case may be. But grief can also bring people closer together. It can bring people back together and closer than ever. It can teach you how to take care of yourself in a way that maybe you haven't had to do before. Grief can also leave an imprint on someone that hears your story and decides to live a better life, to get help, to get healing, to self-reflect maybe even love their loved ones a little deeper. Grief can teach us how to live our lives if we let it. And that doesn't mean to be dictated by grief, to constantly be in pain, to constantly self-destruct, to numb it out. Grief is not good, but it can inspire goodness.
And maybe that's the lesson of grief is to find a way to see the good, to plant the good seeds despite the suffering and the grieving and the darkness and the drowning is to plant seeds of hope. It's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to, to wonder if you'll ever get through it. And it's okay to take a break from work or for a life to be the best that you need to be. Maybe you need a break from work for a while. Maybe you need to take off a day or two weeks or three months. Maybe you just need time to figure it all out. And if you can't do that, maybe take some time out of your day to just rest, to ponder and to wander and to think, to nourish yourself, to hydrate yourself. It's okay to not know how to ask for help or where to begin. I have someone that after the loss of their loved one, they are starting therapy and that's foreign to them and they don't know if it's helping. And I just say, stick with it. And if after a while you don't feel like you're clicking with your therapist or they're really not helping you, then go ahead and just find someone else. That's okay. But no matter what, keep going. Even if it's an inch at a time or a millimeter at a time, keep going because this world still needs you. Keep pushing through the unbearable days, even if that means reaching out and asking for help. Grief sucks. I don't wish grief on anyone. There are days, moments where I think I'm okay. And then moments like last night where grief hits me out of nowhere and I am bawling my eyes out, snot running down my nose and my face and I look a mess. Grief is messy. Grief sucks. And I don't wish it on anybody, but if you're grieving, you're not alone. My grief may not be the same as your grief. Our individual grief is different, but collectively and a lot of ways, grief is grief. But I think we should try not to wallow in the grief. That doesn't mean that we don't care about that person. It doesn't mean that we're going to forget that person. But what good are any of us if we wallow in, and drown in grief and we don't live? We don't honor ourselves and a loved one if we've lost one. Just things lately I have been thinking about. Grief is very much a teacher and I am trying my best to lean into that and to learn and to trust. That's very difficult. And by no means do I have all the answers, but I am definitely, definitely trying my best here. There is so much more that I could say about grief. There is so much more that I could say about my journey. And I think that I will dive into those things at a later time. But I really felt strongly on my heart to talk about grief today. And to let others know that you are not alone. You are seen. Oh, you are seen. And you are loved. So incredibly loved. And I think the best thing that we can do in our grief is to love ourselves through it. Don't rush through grief. Don't just get through it because that will come back to bite you in your ass, believe me. Grief is a process and it's slow, but one day you'll look back and go, oh my gosh, I made it through. That doesn't mean that you forget about the person. It doesn't mean that you're not still grieving, but hopefully, hopefully there will be a day where it hurts less. And I look forward to that day. Going forward with this podcast, I am excited for solo episodes and episodes where I get to interview people and pick their brains on topics like this and more. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait 
I've been trying to start this podcast forever and I've just been getting in my own way and talking myself out of it and saying I'm so inadequate and who am I? But at some point you just got to start, you know, you just got to start where you are with what you have and do it well to the best of your ability. And I think that's all anyone could ever ask of you or me or anyone. And that being said, I'm going to end the podcast here. I will try my best is what I'm aiming for to have podcasts out every Thursday. And I think for a little bit, there will be solo episodes and then there will be episodes with people that I get to interview, people that I know in real life who have so graciously accepted the invitation to come on my podcast and to talk about wonderful things that are near and dear to my heart and things that I hope will touch your heart and inspire you and make you think and wonder and ponder. And I cannot wait. Can't wait. So I will see you back here next Thursday. Thank you so much for being here. I love you and I hope that you have a good rest of your day or a good night. Thank you for listening.